Today we have an impact word with Tomiwa. And he's gonna share a word. Hi, Casey. And um we're gonna be talking about or he's gonna be sharing about um activating purpose. So I trust that it'll be a great time and yeah, I'm just gonna pray us in and then I'll guest him to the live. All right, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful day that you have made. I thank you for seeing us throughout this day, oh God, keep, keeping us in good health, keeping us in good strength, oh Father God. I thank you for watching over us today, oh Father God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that as we continue on to this service, oh Father God, Lord, that you would just have your way, oh Father God, that you would speak through our speaker tonight, oh Father God, and that he would speak what you'd want him to speak, oh God. I pray that you would use him, oh Father God, to do something great today, oh Father God. Lord, I pray that we would be blessed. I pray that we would hear something that would just empower us and just strengthen us and just motivate us to to just keep walking with you, oh Father God. Lord, we thank you for all that you are going to do in advance. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Tomwa, guesting you now. Guesting. Hey, hey. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. So good to be here. So, so happy yeah. to be here. Just, uh, it's like the new normal right now. Like everybody's doing their life there. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Hello, one way. It's so good to be here. Thank you to you guys. Like, thanks to you guys for having me. So, uh, I guess we can start the session, right? Yeah, Okay. So you already prayed. I'm just gonna, you know, trust the Lord to to speak His word to us via this um, session and uh, you know, I'll do my best to keep to time. I love to keep to time. I don't like keeping people too long online. And um, mm -hmm. dear Lord, I trust that you speak through me and that these words will fall on fruitful hearts. It will fall on willing vessels that even as a result of this impact session that we are energized to go forth to achieve that which you've written concerning our lives in the name of Jesus, that we refuse to operate on the level of mediocrity, but we operate on the level of excellence in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay. So, uh, how do I say this? Thanks for having me here. And, uh, always a blessing to share with a one way you know how much i love one way ministry okay and we can't wait to have you guys back in church i know okay okay so we're getting the topic started um you guys gave me the topic activating purpose activating purpose and for me um i'm excited about the topic not because not because of the caption uh, but because it points to the core of our existence, like as a child of God, as a Christian, as a believer, if you really don't know what your purpose is, if you're yet to identify your purpose, then uh, it's the, 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 the name Christianity that you that you, you fall under then appears to be a flagship kind of thing to you because God has definitely called each and every one of us to 
a purpose. And, uh, you know, one thing I've come to realize over my short time here is that uh, it's the desire of every true man to walk in the fullness of their potentials. It's the desire of every true man to walk in the fullness of their potential. But only few, I repeat, only few are ready to go through the test of life. That's the, that, that's the funny part about it because everybody wants to be the best, but not every one of them are ready to go through the test. And, you know, it, it permits me to say that only few, only few are ready to, to go through the test of life. Just like, uh, just like many of us, you know, we, we are excited about the day-to-day -day classroom activities. You know, everybody's excited. I want to go to school today. Or I'm going to be hanging with my friends. Or I like that class. Or I like that, um, that project work we do in school. But once we hear the sound of an examination approaching, some people begin to draw back. What do I mean? Some people begin to get scared. Some people start falling sick. Some people feel like, do they have what it takes for their weakness to be tested? Some even feel like, I can't believe exam is approaching. Wow, I've not studied. So my question is, what have you been doing with the everyday classroom activities that you've been going for? You know, And it, it all points down to not everyone likes to be tested. Not everyone likes to be tested. It's just the plain truth. It's the plain truth. Even when you're going for an interview, even though you know you are the most qualified for that job, even though you know that, oh, you've seen the past examinations for that job and you, it's like you already scaled everything through. But that, 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 that uh, I won't call it fear. That, that picture just comes on you that you are about to be tested. And you begin to check yourself. Do I have this document? Do I have these? You know, I remember when I was going for my citizenship interview, in as much as the whole question they were going to ask was something that I already know, like, in my little years in this country, like, there were simple basic questions, basic civic questions. But that, that picture came on me that I was about to be tested. Am I going to get this thing? What is, what, what is the question that this person is going to ask me? So not everyone likes to be tested. And you need to know that you can't, you can't come into your best until you're tested. You can't even do your best until you're tested. You can't be, you can't be crowned the best student in the class if you've not gone through a test. You can't say you're very good on a particular subject. You can't say you're very good on a particular project. You can't say you're very skillful in this area. You can't say you're talented in this area. You can't say God has called you for this particular purpose if you have not been tested. You know, just like uh, every young guy that's listening or that was listening thereafter, every one of us in our very uh, youthful teenage age, we, we're looking forward to riding our parents' car. We're looking forward to driving flashy cars and all of that. But the moment you, you get to that age, 15, 16, 17, and they tell you before you drive, you need a driver's license, you have to go to a driving school, everybody begins to shake. Some start pretending, no, I can drive. I don't need a driving school. You know, I used to be like that. Oh, I can drive. I don't need a driving school. But we still have to 
go through all those things. So you can't experience your best without a test. You can't experience your best without a test. You can't, you can't run an application without filling out the details. Mm. Just like the Instagram we have right here. You can't have an Instagram account, an Instagram account if you don't fill out your details. Instagram is going to ask you for your first name, last name. It's going to ask you for your email address. It's going to probably ask you for your age, like Facebook. You can't even have a Facebook account if you're not a certain age. So you can't run all this application without filling out your details. And those details comes down to your identity, who you are, and what is expected of you. And I, I need everyone listening right now to know we're still talking about activating your purpose, you know, but I, I, I'm deciding to bring this foundation, to create this foundation so that we understand what exactly we're talking about and so that we can, we can build up this, this, the, the right consciousness, you know, to, to achieving the purpose that God has designed for our life. And we need to understand that the best place to run your purpose application is on the desktop of life. The best place to run your purpose application is on the desktop of life. Your purpose is irrelevant when you get to heaven or hell. And I want everyone, every one of us wants to get to heaven. You understand? You know, even the scripture says, it said, whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. He said, because even in the grave where you're going to, there's no work there. There's no work there. You know, so the best place to run that purposeful application of your life, your destined purpose is on the desktop of life. And I, I, I'm going to shock you with this statement that life was never designed to be compatible with your purpose. That's what many Christians don't want to hear. Life was never designed to be compatible with your purpose. There are rules. There are rules, there are rules, there are rules. Life was not designed to just give you the freebies. No, no, no. So now someone's going to say, oh, so Bertha Moore, are you, are, you, are you saying that it's impossible for me to, to achieve my purpose on her? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm simply saying is that there are major steps that you have to take to override the system of life in order for you to achieve God's purpose for your life. It's never going to come easy. That's one thing we don't always want to hear. It's never going to come easy. I want to achieve the purpose of God for my life. It's never going to come easy. There is a purpose. There is a preparation. There is a process. Jesus was already prophesied to that he was going to be the savior of the world. He had to go through these three stages. He didn't just jump down out of Mary and went straight to the cross. No. Even the cross was a painful experience. He could have just, you know, I used to have this picture of why did God make him go through all of that? He could have just jumped out of Mary and, you know, come out in a full grown man then gather the whole world like he gathered the 5,000 people and said, my name is Jesus. I'm the savior of the world. I'm dying for all of you now. Boom. And it, it disappears. That was, it. in fact, that was even what he did at the trans uh, the, uh, after his, uh, his resurrection. He just, he, you know, he, he ascended up to heaven. He could have done that instead of going to the cross. 
but he had to go through these three stages. So I'm saying this, that it takes major steps to override the operating system of life in order for you to achieve God's dream for your life. There is an operating system on this earth. It takes major process to override it. Even after you've given your life to Christ, it takes major steps, major process to override the, the, the laws and the principles that govern this earth to give you a space to achieve your God-given purpose. Someone said, uh, the devil won't want us to shine. Yeah, trying to choke us and see it at every opportunity to get. That's just it. Just, just it. Even as a child of God, that's what most Christians don't want to hear. They assume that, oh, once I've given my life to Christ, everything comes easy. Oh, God has already said he has anointed me to be a prophet. God has anointed me to be a doctor. God has anointed me to be all of this. You still have to go through the process. It's never going to come easy. You're not going to get a doctorate degree overnight. You have to go through the process. You go through the medical school. You go through all of that. You take board examinations. You do a lot of projects. You have to do your residency. All those things are process. They'll never place the degree on you if you don't go through all of that. You know, if you read Ephesians 2 verse 10, do you have your Bible right there? Yes. Okay, let's, let's, let's read Ephesians 2 verse 10. There's something amazing about that scripture that we Christians are really not paid attention to. I just want to expose it to us, you know, via this platform tonight. Ephesians okay. 2 verse 10. What version are you reading? NKJV. Okay, go ahead. For we are his workmanship, created Great. in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, I'm just going to read this in NIV. It says, uh, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So that's an expectation. We're expected to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In between the expectation and what is ex and, uh, the expectation and the delivery there is a process. In between the expectation and the delivery, there's a process. I always love to use Amazon as an example. You will sit right there on your system and order for things online. It's going to tell you this item you've ordered for will be delivered to you in two business days. There was a process from ordering that item online to that item getting to your doorpost. That same item went through different hands in the storehouse. It went through the driver, the delivery guy, and all of that. It went through the machines and all of that before it got to your doorstep, even though you already paid the price for it. That's one thing most Christians don't want to hear. And I keep saying that because it's, it, 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 it's something that should not even be found in our cycle because it's right there in the scripture. In between your expectation, what is expected of you and your delivery, there is a process. There is a process. Before everyone will clap for you on that stage, you must have passed through so much at the backstage. Before you can be given the lead role, you must have been to couples of rehearsals. 
You must have studied the script, know your lines, done a whole bunch of things. You know, so Ephesians 2 verse 10 tells us there is a purpose. There is a preparation and there is a process. Do you understand? So now, to activate your purpose, that's a will. That's a will. I need people to understand that for everyone listening right now. To to activate your purpose, that's a will. Now, activating your purpose, that's a step. Then activated purpose, that's the goal. I'm going to say that again. To activate your purpose, that's a will. Activating your purpose, that's a step. Now, activated purpose, that's the goal. So tonight, I'm just going to be sharing three major steps to activating your purpose. Now we are in there, you know, and uh, I'm giving these three major steps from the understanding that everyone that is watching or that is listening or that will listen thereafter, I've already come to the point where they've already identified their purpose in Christ Jesus. If you are a child of God, a believer, and you, you're yet to identify your purpose, the, the problem is not Christ. The problem is you. Because even after you've given your life to Christ, that's another major step that you have to take to, to, to understand what you were designed for, what you were wired for. So these three major steps are effective after you have come to identify what you were created for and what you were empowered to do. So as the topic says, activating your purpose, I'm going to give you three major steps that will help you, that will aid you to activating your God-given purpose. I'm going to take it real slow so that we all can be on the same page. Number one is willingness. Number one is willingness. And I, I, I coined that in, in the format of reviving and renewing yourself. Willingness, reviving and renewing yourself. If we read First Chronicles chapter 28, so amazing I have my Bible here today. First Chronicles, you can check it on your Bible there. First Chronicles 28 verse 9. I advice, I know we can't use our phone for Bible while we're probably watching the live video, but you can just get your Bible on the side. First Chronicles 28 verse 9. And um, this, uh, this is an amazing, uh, uh, an amazing, um, story much more than a story because this really really happened so it wasn't like they were telling a story this was an experience this was what something that happened and this was between david king david and his son solomon who also eventually became king and uh, i read first chronicles 28 verse 9 and david was saying here to solomon and to you solomon my son Uh, hold on a second. I need to. I need to uh, respond to this real quick. Just give me a second. No problem. 
guess he's coming back soon. He had to respond to something. Okay, I apologize for that. That was just very important here to attend to. Okay, so now uh, First Chronicles twenty-eight verse nine. It says, and this was David talking to Solomon here. He said, and to you, Solomon, my son, acknowledge the God of your father, and serving with all-hearted devotion, and with a willing heart. Another translation says, a willing mind. Reason being, for the Lord searches the heart. The Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thought. If your purpose is on the platform of selfishness, if your purpose, the purpose, because God can give you, uh, God can show you his design purpose for your life, but you just want to draft it in such a way that, you know, fits you and gives you access to operate. If that plan, let me put it that way. If that plan, if that move is on a wrong motive, trust me, you will never get the seal or the stamp of God concerning it. The reason why many people, many people today are having challenges in the areas of taking a step to achieving their God-given dream is because what surrounds their heart connecting to that purpose is still not identified and is not on the right motive yet. That was David talking to Solomon. He says, walk with the God of your father. He said, and with a willing mind, a willing heart, because God searches the heart. You want to activate your purpose, you need to revive yourself and renew your mind, renew your thinking. A very good example to use that will make everybody understand and keep us on the, on, on the same page right now. If God has called you to be a minister unto nations, and all you're thinking in your head is, wow, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to be the richest pastor in the world. Oh, I'm going to buy a private jet flying all around. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be leading people to, to uh, you know, all sorts of things. I'm going to build the biggest church in the world. If that is your motive based on the purpose and the call of God upon your life, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. Your motive your willingness, do you really want to do that thing that God has called you to do? Do you really want to paint that picture that you have in your heart? You know, in response to that willingness, that's where laziness comes in. Many people want to do, but they're still on their bed. That's why the scripture says, wake up all you slumber that sleep. Go to the hand, consider their ways and be wise. Are you willing to do what you said you want to do? That was a question. I, that, that, it's a question I used to ask myself years ago. That Tomoa, do you really, really want to do that which has been said concerning you? Because a whole bunch of us are excited to receive a prophecy. A whole bunch of us are excited that God visit me in the dream tonight. Show me what my future is like. Show me what I can do. 
or maybe your your parents told you and said, oh, when we when, when I was pregnant of you, they said you were gonna be this, or maybe you have an uncle and auntie that tells you all the time, oh, I see your future. You're gonna be a very good medical doctor. You're gonna be a blessed um, a scientist. All of these things, are you willing? Are you willing? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? It's 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 a price. Are you ready to pay for it? That's why I say it's willingness, reviving and renewing yourself. You have to put yourself in a position whereby whatever has been written concerning you corresponds with your intention. Whatever has been written concerning you must correspond with your intention. So David was telling Solomon here, he said, and we're going to be using Chronicles all through for this session. You know, David was telling Solomon, he said, acknowledge the God of your father. Serve him with all your heart. Serve him with a wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. A willing mind. It didn't just say anyhow mind. Serve him with a willing mind. There must be that willingness. God must see that you're truly ready for that which is about to be un- revealed about you. God must see that you're ready for the task that is ahead. You can't keep sleeping on the bed and expect a magic shoot to take place in the next morning. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You can't, you can't, this, is, this just came to my spirit. You can't play your way into the future. You have to walk your way into the future. You can't play your way into the future. God is not a magician. God will only step in when he sees your heart and he sees your hand. What do I mean by your heart and your hand? When he sees your heart, your willingness, that you're willing to do it. And when he sees your hand, when he sees that you're ready to walk or that you're walking. Those are the two things that has to be put in place. Revive yourself. Revive yourself. Wake up. Reviving here is not, it's, it, 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 it's both spiritual and physical. You can pray all night, all night long, and say, God, you said this concerning me. Help me to be this. But you're still going back to your bed to sleep. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. The moment it came upon Jesus, the Bible says he went everywhere doing good, establishing the work of the Father. One of my favorite scriptures in the book in the book of Proverbs is how God is how God instructed us not to go to school to acquire wisdom. That's it's it's it, it, it's it's so funny, it's so strange. God said we should go to the hunt, consider its ways, and obtain wisdom. That's, that's the biggest insult you can ever give to a man. God is not telling you to check out animals. God is not taking you to check out um, um, history, facts, or record. God is telling you to go to the hand, consider its ways, 
and acquire wisdom. That's a challenge. That's an that's 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 the biggest insult to a man because why? God has already seen the the, the 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 frame of man that we tend to put ourselves in the position where we just want God to do everything and you just want the purpose to be achieved. It can't work like that. So willingness, reviving and renewing yourself. Now, number two, I said I was going to give you three major steps to activating your purpose. Number two is boldness. Number two is boldness. And I said, we're still going to be running through First Chronicles 28. So let's check First Chronicles 28 verse 20. Glory, if you can read that for me, I'll appreciate that. What is that? First Chronicles 28 verse 20. Okay. And David said to his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you for until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. I love that. I love that. Boldness. You want to activate your purpose, you must be ready to confront your fears. You want to activate your purpose, you want to activate your dream, you want to be successful, you want to walk on the path of excellence, be ready to confront your fears because they would always come. That's one thing we don't want to hear. They will always come. They will always come. Every test is a challenge. Every test is a challenge. There will always be a wall of Jericho before you get to the promised land. As a matter of fact, let me put this right here for everyone to listen. The moment you start saying giants that you have to confront, it means you're close to your promise. The moment you start seeing the rising of challenges, it means you're closer to your promise. The moment you see the cross, it means you're closer to your promise. You want to activate your purpose. You want to be on the right path that God has designed for your life. You must be ready to confront your fears. Your fears are not going to be something that you're comfortable with. Sometimes your fears might look like things that are way bigger than you. Sometimes your fears could be things that have stopped people in your family before. Sometimes your fears could be things that is so glary that have stopped those that are probably even close to you. That's why I tell people, you don't need mentors. You don't need role models who are always preaching fear to you. Just because they think they are, they are educating you or they think they are, they are trying to guide you. No, I don't need you to preach fear to me. I don't need you to preach fear to me. You need to confront your fear. That's where boldness comes in. Do you really want to activate your fears? Be bold. And activate your purpose? Be bold. One of the key things my dad said to me when I started driving was, you have to be bold on the wheels. Whatever happens to the car was the decision that you made while you were on that wheels. Whatever happens to the car, the car is to go left, is to go right. You are the one making that decision, not the car. Even though the car is automatic, you still make the decision for the car to go left or right. 
You got to be bold. David was telling Solomon here, I love it. He said, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do the work. If God has said this concerning glory, if God has said this concerning anyone, just do the work. Be bold. I tell people, be bold in the spirit. Be bold in the spirit. The scripture says, do not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Wherever you find yourself, everybody's saying, no, you can't do this. It's not a lady's thing. Nobody can do this. Oh, you need to be at this age before you can do it. Cut it off. Be bold. I won't mention names here, but I, I have a very good and great man of God that I know that and I respect telling me, he said, you're not right. He said, he said, you're not of the age of someone that can host the crusade. He said, go keep your money and do something else. That's what he told me. And I began to weigh his words with what the Holy Spirit told me. And to the glory of God, I've done three crusades right now. You got to be bold. You got to be bold. Tell yourself, this is what God has said concerning me. I'm willing to do it. My heart is right. I want to get this done for the Lord. I want to get this done for my generation. I want to be a blessing to my world. And step out in boldness. Step out in boldness. David said, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you. That's the amazing thing about God. God will never fail you if he was the one who instructed you to do that which you're about to do. God will never fail you. God never backs out of the plan. God never backs out of the plan. That's why we always pray that prayer that he is faithful to us, even in, the state, even in our state of unfaithfulness. God never backs out of the plan. He said he will not fail you until all the work of the temple that you're building for the Lord is finished. God will not fail. That's the amazing thing about the Father that we have. If he has designed this for your life, and you're ready to take the step, you're ready to launch out, you got to be bold. Because scripture already says it, that God is not going to fail you. And number three that I'm just going to share, which is the, is, the, is the third major step to activating your purpose, is focus, 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 eliminating every form of distraction, getting rid of every form of distraction. Uh, let's 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 read First uh, uh, Chronicles twenty-eight right here is going to be long. Let's read Philippians three verse twelve to fourteen. Philippians 3, verse 12 to 14. I just hope someone is getting blessed. Yes. Uh, just Philippians, Philippians. Okay, I'm right here. Philippians 3, 12 to 14. Okay, it says, uh, I'm, I'm going to read it from verse 12. It says, now that I've already obtained all of this, now that I've already obtained all of these and I've already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ took hold of me. I press on to take hold 
that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. My focus, my focus, getting rid of every form of distraction because you need to understand that in the journey to success, on your journey to success, on your journey to glory, on your journey to to, to, to divine establishment on your journey to achieving your purpose, all sorts of distractions will come. Now, these are not even fears. These are just distractions. These are distractions. It's so amazing, you know, we can't have a session like this and not you know, even talk about what led majority of us down to, 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 to virtual church. COVID-19. COVID-19 as expose so many things in the church. Ministers of the gospel who have already been off track. The assignment that has been given to them, just because they were carried away with just a little success that God exposed them to. That was one of the biggest things the Holy Spirit told me in the course of the week. And no matter the success that comes your way, don't get distracted. That was Paul speaking right there. That I have already been made perfect. In fact, there's a, there's a part in the scripture where Paul was telling some people, he said, I speak in tongues more than all of you. So Paul already knew that he has, he, has, he has achieved what he was designed and called for. But he said, I am still taking hold of that which Christ took hold on me. I am maintaining, I am maintaining that focus. And that focus is Christ Jesus. That focus is Christ Jesus. Because God has designed me to be one of the best scientists. Now I have like about 65 awards. Then I'm distracted. Then I'm, 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 this just came to my spirit. Distraction could be pride. Feeling like nobody else can talk to you. Feeling like this is the only way to go about it. Feeling like I have the experience to achieve this. This is how I started the journey to, my, to achieving my purpose. So I'm just going to keep, no. No. Focus. If this is the target, keep looking at it till you get it. If that's the target, if that's what he has designed for you to get, keep chasing after that thing. I remember doing athletics back in, in, in high school in Nigeria, you know, and sometimes, you know, you get carried away by the noises from the, from the spectators, the parents, the, the crowd, the friends, even the, the team members of your, of your house that you're representing. They start hailing and shouting your name. Trust me, the moment you look at where the sound is coming from, it takes a double portion of grace for you to keep to keep that flow going because you were already distracted. Before you know it, the person behind you goes ahead of you. And this has, this has happened to, to many of us, many of us. Sometimes you want to, unless you want to study the scripture, you want to spend time in God's presence and somebody calls you and you just pick your phone. And before you know it, you were just planning to spend five minutes on, on Instagram. And before you know it, you're on Instagram for like three hours. You know, this happens to a whole lot of us. You have to maintain that focus. What's the target? What's the target? What do I have to accomplish? Because, because we don't all have the time. Like Pastor always say in church, we don't all have the time. Time is never your friend. Time is never, never, never your friend. You have to maintain that focus. 
till your focus becomes your focus. You have to keep your eyes on it. Jesus was focused on the cross and he achieved it. Jesus was focused on the cross and he achieved it. That's how our life should be. To be, we want to achieve that, activate that purpose. We want to achieve that God-given plan for our life. Those three things. You must be willing. You must be bold. And you have to be focused. You must be willing. You must be bold. And you have to be focused. Because in the pursuit of activating your purpose, if you don't embrace these three major steps, I don't know how you want to survive when the trials come. Because if you are not focused, you could be drifted away when the trials come. And even while you are activating your purpose and everybody is ailing you like, yeah, glory is doing it. Some people are going to be at the back seat condemning you. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can deal with condemnation. I remember when I was going through a particular crisis in ministry and to be honest with you, I'm saying it right here. My biggest fear was what somebody was going to post on social media about me. I had to tell myself, hey, tomorrow you have to deactivate all your social media accounts so that they can't tag you on anything. That was my biggest fear. And the Holy Spirit told me, he said, was it man that sent you on an assignment or was it God? And the moment I heard that clearly, that God was the one who gave me this assignment, and I maintained it. If anyone listening right here was really, really close to me, you will notice that for a good number of months, I, I wasn't posting on social media. I wasn't, um, I wasn't spreading my constant reminder messages I used to do because I was scared. I felt like, I felt like, oh my goodness, not everybody knows what happened and I'm innocent. So what are they going to say? Not everyone can deal with condemnation. Not everyone can deal with it. Some people can't even deal with hearing that somebody was saying bad stuff behind them. Some people can't deal with it. It turns out to be a fight. You know, and uh, this is this is very common to a whole bunch of us. We want to know what they said. You know, I don't know. You know, for me, I really want to know what they said. You know, sometimes someone comes to me and says, oh, did you hear they said this about you? You, 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 you are expecting them to come with a video recording to really show you what was said so you can hear it for yourself. Not many people can deal with condemnation. Not many people can deal with battles. They just see the Goliath standing there and everybody's scared. Everybody's scared. So if you don't embrace these three keys, the willingness, being bold, and maintaining your focus, if those three other things come, trials, condemnations, and battles, you might not be able to stand the test. You might not be able to stand the test. And like we said at the beginning, for your best to be reviewed, you must have gone through a test. For your best to be revealed, you must have gone through a test. There's always a test. There is always a test. You know, so I trust that all that I've shared will bless you and you from this point wake up from your bed pick up your notepads 
go through the things that the Holy Spirit has shared with you that you can do or that he's expecting you to do. Get into your shower in the place of worship. And that's what I mean by shower. Get into the place of worship. You know, seek for mercy. Seek for strength. You already know my favorite song in the one way, You Are My Strength. Because we can't do it. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. You need his strength. Ask for his strength. Then pick up that button and start running. And trust me, regardless of whatever voices you're hearing on the left, on the right, if your target is doing the will of the Father, just like Jesus said, my will is to do the will of my Father. If that's your target, if that's what your heart is set on, it says set your mind on things above. If that's what your heart is set on, I'm saying this with all manner and level of boldness and sincerity. Nobody on this earth can stop you. Nobody on this earth can stop you. Anyone that you see celebrated today in the name of the Lord Jesus, I believe those were the three keys that they held on to. Because they faced trials, they've been condemned. Name it, any major great man of God that you follow today, that you've not read something terrible about them on social media. You know, even when they are doing the right thing, people still say stuff. But guess what? They keep achieving great results, even after all that has been said about them, even after the trials and the battles, you know, all of that. Even before Jesus went to the cross and paid the price, he had to go through that temptation and trials and all of that. You just have to go through all those things. And if you're not, if you've not keyed into those three major steps, life will just flush you away like you never existed. And none of us want that in our lifetime. None of us, none of us want to have that experience of life because we were born to be great. And greatness is already on the inside of us. And nothing, nothing is capable of stopping us if we set our mind on things about. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I definitely learned a lot. I felt like you were speaking to your face. I'll speak I it to your face. My soul and just ripping Amen. in there. So thank you, thank you. No, I, I really you know like People were really touched by this. I believe that. Amen. And yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for, for, for coming on here. And oh, bless God. <laughs> um, we have like eight more minutes. So okay. um, yeah, if you want to pray us out or share some okay. last words. Okay. Okay. I hope nobody's going to ask a, a question or anything. So oh yeah. Can... Any questions? I'm sorry. Okay. Do you see the question? Mm-mm, there's no questions in my um box, but um, okay. So I cut off at seven exactly. Okay. So just it automatically cuts off. Mm-hmm. I t- I want to try to end before it cuts off, so I yeah. can get and save it and download it. You know. All right. Uh, this is a. Uh... The Master Casey. Yeah, thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm glad I was, the Lord was able to use me to be a blessing. And uh, I trust that uh, this works will settle well in our hearts and uh, God will help us to wake up from any part of our lives where we are sleeping. So arise and do the right thing. You know, like mm -hmm. the scripture says, arise and shine. It's a command. It's not a request. Arise and shine. I used to be on the bed. I used to be a bad person. I used to feel like if God has said it, he would do it by himself. No, it needs us to get on the road, to start working so that he can come in and do what is expected of him to do as a father. The best the father can do is to provide you the food to eat. He won't feed you. You have to do the feeding yourself. You know, so I trust even as young ones, you know, as uh, young minds, we can't be stopped. And, you know, we need to erase that mentality of I have to reach a certain age before before I can I can achieve certain things, you know. And, um, you know, God, God, God is going to help us. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for listening. Thanks for listening. And um, I, I believe Glory is going to save this. So uh, I, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'll be able to, put it on my youtube channel and it's also going to be on my on every podcast application you can think of so you can always listen and share with people okay master casey said the first two letters of the gospel spell the word go Moshe. that's right that's right god is expecting us to go go and i think as young ones one of the things that helped me growing up my grandma will always make us read proverbs so proverbs is one of my favorite book in the bible just read it so much wisdom there you know and i'm just going to say it again for probably anyone that missed it God already gave us a polite result. We have to wake up and do the right thing. He didn't tell us to, to go ask an elderly one for wisdom. He didn't tell us to go read books for wisdom. He didn't tell us to, he didn't tell us to go to a very gigantic school to go learn something about wisdom. He said, go to the hand and consider its ways and be wise and obtain wisdom. That's what one translation says. He said, obtain wisdom from an hand. That's, that's, that's the biggest insult, you know. I, that, that that can ever come to a man. So you don't want to be, you know, on the backside. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. That purpose can be activated. That dream can be accomplished. You can be great. Greatness is not a family factor thing. It's not a tribal thing. It's not a country thing. You know, every child of God as the seed of greatness on the inside of them. And we are all born with a purpose. We were wired for something. Yeah. We were wired for something. There is a great potential on the inside of you. You don't have to copy what somebody else is doing. There's something significant about you, something unique. And for that thing to be activated, you need to be bold. You need to be willing. You need to be bold and you need to be focused. And when you apply these three keys, trust me, you can't be stopped. All right, so that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you, One Way, for my favorite family. Thanks for having me. Okay, so leave it so you can save it so we can have it out. All right, love you and I celebrate you.